Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another chance. I almost fucked up my own catch line there. And I'm going to leave it in because I am honest. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance Moped Podcast. We're here. We're back. We're in the basement. I didn't clean the basement that well, but the upstairs is clean, and I shoveled. I shoveled a fucking lot because we got a lot of snow in Minnesota. And another thing about shoveling is nobody tells you about you Southerners. There's called drifting. Not car drifting, but snow drifting. So I got to shovel again. It didn't snow again, but I got to shovel again. But, you know, whatever. It's 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 cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's the sweet and sour, you know. I get to enjoy the sweetness of three months that's nice in the state, and I got to deal with the nine months of bullshit. But whatever, you know. I had to get my sip of coffee in there. Yeah, dude, life's rad. Bopin's are rad. Getting really jazzed up for Chad Burke's building gather. I hope people make it out. Um, I My hotel room is booked. I don't know how much sleep I'm going to be doing there. I'm excited for the shenanigans at the shop. I'm actually going to bring another bike to work on now. I, I kind of made that decision today, but we'll just, we'll see. I got to do a delivery. Got to bring a bike. I'm excited to see Chad and Patrick in the new shop. I'm just, you know, I, because I get to know the outside community so much, I enjoy going to stuff like this. Now it's not even about the bikes, it's seeing people, it's seeing the smiles, it's seeing like what they've been up to and all that stuff. And, Maybe I can pass a little bit of my welding knowledge or a little bit of my like understanding of like how to use an electrostatic gun or whatever. And I can learn stuff too. I'm going to have, I might bring a motorbicane. So Andy, if you're listening, I want your help, my guy. Um, But yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Cause you know, we got eight, nine inches of snow in Minnesota. So there's no more moped riding for right now, which kind of bums me out. Um, But what doesn't bum me out is my guest I have on. Um, I met, I, I want to, I don't know when I met, met my guests, but like anytime I've been around him, he's just a fun guy. I like me around. I thought he was Canadian for a long time. Cause like all he wore was denim around me, but you know, whatever, dude, like, I don't have anything against denim. Um, but I, I'll just have my guest introduce himself right now. Hey, Jim. Hey, Sean. <laughs> hey, good to be here, man. Uh, no, what I introduced you for you. Do you want to tell the everybody who? Um, oh yeah, of course. Where, who of you course. are? Um, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, this is Sean. This is Sean from the Daggers Moped Club of Nashville, Tennessee, and um, I like mopeds, so that's why I'm here on uh, Second Chance Pod tonight. Yeah, dude. I think. Well, you're not only do you like mopeds, you're pretty. Uh, you've got an interesting I love flavor. Mopeds. Yeah, you like two wheel stuff uh, and all that. that stuff. But we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit. Uh, we're gonna talk Sean's story, and he did something pretty rad this year that like not a lot of people have done, and not a lot of people have completed. Sean did uh, tack. The is it is that the pretty pre- yeah, yeah the, the, the Trans America Trail for those who aren't uh, in the know. Yeah, and Which there's. Is, uh, should I explain what that is? Yeah, why don't you go ahead? And, why don't you lay it out for everybody? Sure. Uh, the the TAT, the Trans America Trail, is um, basically somebody mapped out a series of public roads across the U.S. using like as much dirt roads as they could uh, reasonably, and I was inspired to do it because Tyler Christmas of the Swoops 
had done it uh, the year prior on his old air-cooled VR. And um, I just thought that was, like, so badass. And it's, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you don't even really think about doing it. And then, like, one of your friends does it. And you're like, oh, shit. You're like, Jim, can I can I cuss on the pod? You can say or do whatever you want, my guy. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you a friend does it, right? And then you're just like, oh, shit, I could do that, too. Um, so, yeah, I spent, I spent some of my summer uh, traveling on my, my – my big my big moped across the country and it was a really great trip <laughs> right on we're gonna get into that longer but first we're gonna get into your moped story so here's sean on second chance moped podcast we go through people's moped journey i the very first time they ever saw a moped uh to, you know the smile ride the middle part and um what it's like today so sean let me ask you this what was the very first time you can remember seeing a moped not necessarily getting on but you can conceptually know that was a moped yeah, I was. Uh, I'm excited to tell this story because I think, well, you know, they're all unique. But, yeah, um, and and no, dude, you're one of the guests, and I, I'll 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 interrupt you because we're kind of doing a little different here tonight. But like, you're one of the guests that I'm, I'm kind of excited to get on, dude, because like, I you're a person I liked right away, and like we've had a handful of conversations, if that. But like, I've always wanted to know more about you, other than like you're Sean from the Daggers. So like. And I'm excited like to hear about your, your story, dude. That's what I like about your podcast. I like the whole idea of, um, I'll, I'll get into my moped story in a second, but I just wanted to say, you know, um, about the podcast itself, the whole concept of, of getting to know people in the scene, especially people maybe you've like met once or twice out at a rally or like, I don't know, you're maybe even just Instagram friends or whatever. And you have like a ton of mutuals and you just get a vibe from somebody. I think the yep. cool thing about the pod is like, You've done a lot of these. How many? How many of these have you done, Jim? Dude, I'm over a hundred. Like, I'm not good like Jason. Jason's awesome about like keeping track, and like I could have after 100, but I'm lazy as well. So like every Mm -hmm. once in a while, I'm like, God, I've done a lot. So I'll go back and count. Oh shit, I'm at 130 something now. Like, I tried to. I did something special, and I partner with Treats. We did a special discount for everybody who listened to that show that that week there's like a three-day sale for yeah. listeners and i think like what they say like 50 or 60 people like ended up cashing in on that sale so like <laughs> that made in like two days so like i was pretty jazzed about that that yeah that happened but you know maybe we'll do something yeah. sweet for 200 who knows if i make it that long <laughs> well yeah i mean when I, when I first get out is that um i i like that i can sort of get to know people uh, from the pod that I've maybe like, you know, been curious about. So very mm-hmm. happy to to come on and tell tell my own moped story. Right on, um, my guy. I guess yeah. I guess I'll I'll just get into it. But um, yeah. I I grew up in New Orleans and um, and just really really like bicycles, like BMX, mountain bikes, mostly like BMX when I was like getting older around the neighborhood. And um, we would always like play behind the houses. There's a lot of woods and stuff, and uh, I had always remembered we were behind this one house in my neighborhood and I always saw this like little motorcycle or whatever. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a little motorcycle. It was like tipped over on its side and it was just covered in like leaves and you could really just see like the handlebar sticking mm-hmm. up out out of the, the, you know, the shit. And um, I'd always noticed it back there and probably never said a word about it. And um, I was aware there was like an old woman living there or whatever. 
And then one day we're riding our bikes down the block and I see it like just by the curb, like leaned up against the trash can, like it's obviously just out to go in the trash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my God. And I didn't even really know what it was, but um, I, you had wheels and it had an Indian. And I was like, yes, I'm, I'm going to get this, this thing home somehow. And uh, it reminded yeah. me a lot of that. It reminded me a lot of that Malcolm in the middle episode. If you, if you remember, they find a mini bike in the garbage. You know what? I watched and a lot mar- of Malcolm in the middle, but I don't think I've seen that one. I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. They find a mini bike and like their, their mom is like, absolutely not. You guys can't have this thing. And then I oh, think yeah. they like, they like hide it and they like <laughs> manage to get it running or something. And then, uh, one of them like breaks their arm on it the first time they ride it or something like that. But, Classic. Um, yeah. So I saw it and my eyes lit up because, um, when I was a kid, I had like dirt bikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love dirt bikes, but I, I really didn't like the fact that like my dad was always like, well, you can't really ride these on the road. He was like, you can just ride it like down the street if you want to get to like this one trail or whatever. But um, I was always kind of bummed I couldn't, like, ride to, like, friends' houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I saw this thing, and I was like, okay, I'm going to take this home. And uh, I was on my bike, so I, like, went and stashed my bike back in the woods because I was going to come back for it later. And I, I go to grab this moped, and it's, like, completely locked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wheels are locked up. I think maybe the front wheel was rolling, like, barely, and the back wheel was just dragging. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was maybe, like... It was like half a mile from my house and all uphill. Oh. And I didn't care. I was like, I had so much adrenaline. I was like, all right, we're going to get this thing home. So I just, I dragged that sucker. And probably like, you know, by about halfway, I think the front wheel was like actually like turning now, you know, just kind of loosened up. And That's the back awesome. wheel was probably like still locked. Yeah. But um, yeah, so got it in, into the garage and I think I probably just took WD-40 and just sprayed it like all in, you know, there's those holes in the, in the, um, in the brake plates. Yep. I don't know what they're for. Maybe like. For obviously spraying WD-40 and I, I work, we're coming to assume now, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I didn't catch it. Do you, what, yeah. what brand was this? Was this a Pook? Oh no, it was, it was actually a pretty rare, it was a very early moped. It was uh, a 1975, okay. which you know is pretty early. It was a Intramotor Gloria and the model was called a Verona. Oh, and so it's an Italian yeah. pad. An Italian pad, it, um, it had an MO1 engine. Okay. That's, I was, I was, that's what I was going to guess, but like, I was just throwing a dart at the dartboard type of deal. Like, M01? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was going to be either like a V1 or M01, and this one happened to be an M01. Of course, like, I didn't know what that was. No. Um, I barely yeah, know what that is, Sean, now, so... <laughs> yeah. You're not really an Italian moped guy. I've never seen you work on a Gorelli or a... Or a because Mirelli they're actually kind of hard to find in the Midwest. Like, that's one thing I'll say. Like, Midwest, yeah, like, yeah. they're not a thing. Like, Hondas, Poops... Yeah, moped, moped regionalism is very real. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to see the spattering of 103s around here, but like, yeah, this is like naturally in naturally in the wild. You're going to see a lot of Pooks, a lot of Hondas in, in like Minnesota, Iowa, and Wisconsin. You guys are stacked up with hobbits. Oh, dude, I just tripped over one on Sunday and got one for a hundred bucks. That's awesome. Is it the red or the the yellow? It's a two. Or one of it's the a, two. Yep, it's the PA oh. two. Yeah. I mean, I've got to un—I've got to undo some stuff to it, but 
I think I have a plan for it already, but you know, you know how that stuff goes, dude. Okay. You get one and then like you got five other ones and like got to stay focused like on your story. Well, <laughs> yeah, big time, big time. I've pared down. I actually only own it's crazy to say, but I actually only own two. Wait, let me think. Yeah, two mopeds right now. But, two and a half. But I have like one. How many two wheel bikes that... do you own? I'm talking dirt bikes, like all that stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay, let me think. I got two mopeds, and then I got like my DT. I got my YZ125. <laughs> it's in parts right now. Uh, I got another YZ125, which is just like a little thing I'm trying to flip. So that makes five. Uh, yeah. And then I got my KLR. But I think it's just six at the moment, actually, yeah. which, is, which is pretty good for me. I think I've been up to, like, I don't know, 10 or 12 or something. Yeah, I hear you, dude. No, <laughs> not even that much, actually. It's just, it's kind of like, I think I had maybe, like, six mopeds at once. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, get rid of a moped to get something else. It was kind mm-hmm. of like I always had to get rid of one to get something else. So, like, I found the DT, so then I, like, sold my Gorelli's. Like, you know how it is. You just you reach that capacity and you just gotta like sub something out for something else. Or you you say, I'm not buying any more bikes and then a deal comes along. It's like mother it's like I'm a sucker for a deal and like when I say deal, like I'm not buying bikes unless they're two hundred bucks or less. Like that's kinda of where I'm at right I now. I feel the unless, same way. That's yeah. because I don't need anything. Like I have enough projects no. that I don't need anything. I mean I had a deal yeah, exactly. going and that person backed out of it kind of but whatever, but yeah, I don't need anything. But whatever. I, hear that, story. Dude, I need another moped like a like a hole in hole in my head. But, oh uh, no, dude. Treats needs us to keep stacking them so we keep on getting those nice <laughs> so we have those nice tabs we rack up with those guys. And and those and well, there'll be another generation of there'll be another generation of idiots behind us to, Oh definitely, to keep definitely. Alive, I'm sure of <laughs> But yeah. um Anyway, uh, just keep the ball rolling here. Um, where was I? So you got that yeah, bike back this, to your house. The, the question yeah. I want to know: and, um, You stashed your bike. Was it there when you came back? Yeah, I lived in a very safe uh, neighborhood, suburban neighborhood in, in Rhode Island. And where? You cut. You're kind of fading out, Sean. Where? Oh, I'm sorry, Rhode Island. Okay, Rhode Island. Okay, is, is where I come from. Yeah. Okay. That yep. makes that, little, that uh, makes more sense now to me. Yeah, but Rhode Island, middle yeah. of nowhere, isn't that state like really small? So it's hard to be like middle of nowhere, Rhode Island. Isn't everywhere? Well, I mean, yeah, it's the smallest state, but uh, you'd be surprised. It gets pretty like like country pretty quick, like the farther you get from the coast. And okay. I'm like, I was right near the the Connecticut border, mm-hmm. and like East Connecticut is just like, it's really just like. Tennessee it's just like the country like yeah you know um yeah I think what new hate not new haven new uh Hampton uh Connecticut I went there and like that's country shit like yeah I went and got some bikes last year out there from a guy and like yeah it's that's a haul for you oh dude it was 24 hours driving straight that was one been a good haul then yeah yeah well, that was when Lee Pinkerton and I uh, picked up our Grand Prix that we neither one of us own anymore. But oh, is that the is that the uh, is it the Badavis thing? Yep, it's got a, like a Peugeot engine. Yep. Okay. And then he Those also cool got a that. Mondial out of the deal with the 103, which is the uh, the Mondial is the Badavis, basically the 
Grand Prix yeah. version of a step with the step through. And that's I had the, to compete with gold. Lee. Yeah, I had to compete with Lee, so I got myself a Mondial, but mine's blue and his is gold. So Ooh, I prefer the blue. That's that's sexy. I, you know what? That, like metallic, that metallic blue. It's fucking sexy. I'm not gonna lie. Like I it's like that kinda it's not quite a powder blue, but it's a light blue with a with a that metallic. Like a Shelby Mustang blue, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, dude. I, I fucking I really dig the blue. I really dig the blue on them. But the gold, like I like the gold and the blue, because like the gold is like that crappy eighties gold that's just something endearing to it to me. So Yeah, similar to that like Pirelli Monza kind mm-hmm. of gold color. Hey, yeah. but uh so I'm I'm gonna keep the ball rolling, Jim. Sorry. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh dude, we're just bullshit, lose my, you know. Uh, lose my train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so yeah, my memory is like garbage. So uh found this moped, took it home, sprayed it with hella WD forty, and um I didn't really know the first thing about moped, so I called my dad and he was the one who always like, you know, kept my my dirt bikes running and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, All right, Shawnee, he's like he's like, You gotta do this. He's like, Take the gas tank off, he's like, fill it with rocks and mm-hmm. then fill it with water and he's like and shake it all around and dump it out and he's like and then do it again. And he's like, and then dump it out, and then do it again. And I was like, he's like, just keep doing it, you know, till till the inside looks pretty good. And I was like, okay, did all that. And then um, it was just a fourteen twelve shot, you know, like every other Italian moped had. So yep, big carb clean. He like explained to me, you know, just fucking make sure the jets are, you know, flowing or whatever. And um, there's some gas in it. I don't even know how we would have had like premix at our house. Cause like I didn't, I didn't have any dirt bikes anymore at that point in time. I was gonna so, ask if you were riding we dirt bikes back in the day, because like you're, you're a little bit younger than me, but I think you probably would have had two stroke yeah. stuff, didn't you? Well, there was a gap, so I, I rode dirt bikes like when I was like really young. I had a, a really cool like Honda CR80R. Okay. Was, uh, 1981. I think it was like the last year of the, maybe the first or last year of like the Elvenor. So. It didn't, I don't think it had a mono shock, but it was like, it was the one with like the red cylinder and it was like really fast. It was a great bike. It was, you know, air cooled, mm-hmm. like always started right up. You could leave it sitting like all winter and it would start like first or second kick. Yeah. It sounds like a Honda bike. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but then there was like a gap where I like, I got rid of that and then I didn't have a bike for like a while. And so, yeah, I don't know, dude, we must've just like used like. I don't know. We probably just had some crap sitting around. Who knows if I even put oil in it? You know, I was like an idiot. <laughs> and um, so anyway, dude, like miraculously, miraculously, like the starter cable was like still like still worked. Awesome. So we were able to like we were able to like free up the wheels, put some dude like the tires held air. Like the bike was kind of a miracle because literally, like it sat on its side. You know, I had seen it out there for years, just like. Know, getting rained on, out in the weather, there was no tarp or anything. And um dude, like I didn't check if there was oil in it, you know, like like crankcase oil or whatever, because mm-hmm. I just didn't know. But like miraculously we were able to like bump start it in the street and um like the headlight came on and shit and I was just like, Oh my god, this is so cool. You know, just like, dumb luck horribly. Yeah. Crazy luck, you know, yeah. like crazy luck. 
that there was no like sludge in the bottom end or whatever, or like maybe there even was. I don't know. But um, yeah, dude, stupid luck, and um, and then we just kind of used it to like bop up and down the street. Uh, okay, everybody, I'm so, gonna be honest. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with everybody right now. I forgot to prepare Sean for a thing or two, so that's my fault. But we're back and we're here, and Sean's gonna keep telling his moped story. Sorry about we're that, back, Sean. Baby. <laughs> we're back and we're clearer than ever. Um, I was a little muffled. It's my bad, but you know, uh, I was excited. I'm I'm talking about my first moped experience. So, um, yeah, Jim, it was crazy. We got that thing running, dude. Did like maybe ten miles an hour, uh, and. So then, then my moped journey got a little bit interrupted because I had a friend and he really took an interest in it. And I basically was like, yeah, you can just borrow this indefinitely. <laughs> um, and he really actually, like, he really gave a shit. Like he found like moped army and also moped junkyard, which was a oh. thing at the time. Maybe mm-hmm. it still is. And um, he like, I think he bought like a whole new Shaw carburetor for it. Awesome, and, dude. Um yeah, he bought, like, he put, like, a BMX tire on the front, too, which is, uh, <laughs> those fit on 16-inch wheels. Yeah. And, um, he made it, like, pretty nice, and then, so, so I didn't see, I didn't see that moped for, like, a few years because of that, mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, rather selfishly, I think it was, like, my senior year of college, I, like, hit him up, and I was, like, hey, what's up with that moped? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I kind of just like, I kind of just like, I, I kind of took it back. I don't know. It's like, in hindsight, it was like probably a dick move of me, but like. Well, did he know, put I up much of a fight or try to offer to buy it from you? No, you know, I really don't remember back that far. Okay. Uh, I think, I think he was just a little bummed because maybe he thought it was like his, but I don't know. I just, I remembered it and I was like, yeah, I want to like ride that thing. And, yeah. um. Yeah, Jake Owen, shouts out to you for, for fixing up that uh, intramotor motor, Gloria. Love you, and, Jake. Um, <laughs> so my senior year, uh, bone stock, by the way, it went like, it actually almost went 30, which is like pretty cool. Dude, um, yeah. Bone stock. It's amazing and, the um, seals were still intact. So like. Dude, he rode that thing like all over. Like, so, I mean, that's insane to me. Like, uh you know, and he probably put like oil in it and stuff, but you know, miraculously, dude, I guess like the bottom end was fine and the cylinder probably just kind of honed itself out, like all the yeah. rust and shit. Probably, just, yeah, you it, know, it rejuvenated itself, Sean. Rejuvenation's a real exactly. thing, <laughs> and, dude. Sometimes I feel like with like a motor or machine, you know, it's just like they just need to be driven, right? It's just they want to run, just kinda, they want they motors, want to run. Gets all the gunk out or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I remember um, in high school, I rode it like six miles from my house to my high school one day, and I felt like so proud. Yeah, I uh, I had smiled ear to ear, you know, the whole way. And um, you know, eventually the gas tank got some pinholes in it, and mm-hmm. um, we were preparing. I was preparing to go to college, so I sold that thing for probably like. Honestly, I probably sold it for like two hundred, maybe three hundred dollars to a local, and um, it was these two guys. I don't remember really much about them other than they seemed like super excited about it, and I think mm-hmm. they kind of thought it was like a deal at the time. It'd certainly be a deal now because mopeds are like crazy expensive. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's but, um, the market and, is so weird right now. Yeah, with a lot of things, you know, like used cars have gotten crazy, and like yeah, older motorcycles and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. And definitely. So, and so, and and so then Jim, uh, there was a big long gap in my moped moped career. Kind of like went to college, um, forgot about mopeds for a while. Um, mm-hmm. That's not to say I didn't like check craigslist and stuff sometimes because i did i remember being in college like thinking like huh i wonder if i could get another one of those and um nothing ever came up and i was just like i wouldn't know where to store it yada yada no were you riding anything two-wheel at that time were you in did you have a dirt bike or a motorcycle or anything like that no i was a i was like a 10-speed bike guy i got really into my my 10-speed bikes and i i was like a bicycle mechanic in uh in my summer, one one of my summers away from college. Okay. Where'd you go to college? Yeah. Oh, some little old liberal arts school in uh, Pennsylvania called Susquehanna. <laughs> Probably never heard of it. You know, there's people out there. I I bet you some moped, some moped has heard it, and I know they listen. So Most we it. got yeah. They they've probably got their flyers uh, in the <laughs> mailbox before. Their mailings. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Jim, I had a bike in college, and that was enough, you know, because I lived on campus all four years, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think if I had a moped, it just would have been like, I probably would have just gotten harassed, because it was like a really small campus, and I probably would have been like, you can't ride a motor vehicle in here, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I've always loved bicycles. That was really my first love. Mm-hmm. Um uh ever since you know my like hand-me-down mountain bike when i was a kid and then i built like my own bmx bike probably when i was like 11 or yep. like 12 or something mm-hmm. yeah and then i got into like 10 speeds because they were like bmx got, got to be a little too like hard for my knees and shit so um i too i was I, I was a bmx bike racer back when i was like six to nine years old and like yeah, dude, that's oh. yeah. Another little you tidbit. did like dirt. Yep, you did like dirt tracks with like the doubles and, or like whatever yep. the the jumps and stuff. And I was Damn, average dude, at sick. best. I was. I'm okay. not saying I was anything good. Like that's what I need a motor. I can understand motors like physical yeah. endurance. That was never. It's never my thing, man. Did did you want to do that as a kid, or did your like dad get? You oh, I wanted to. Like, I loved any you. If it had the word racing involved, I wanted to try it. Like that was okay. Like I, I always had to be around some type of um, motor sports or outdoor sports. Like it just yeah. I don't know, dude. Like I've always been obsessed with with some type of automobile or motor sports, and like I mean, I grew up in an auto body collision center, and like yeah. Mm. So like I and I loved I loved Dale Earnhardt when, from like five years old to like the day he died. Like I was a true Earnhardt fan. Cool. Yeah. So that's got nothing to do with your story though. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like it's a pretty simple equation because like I like bicycles, um, and I like Legos. Right. I was really yep. into like building shit, mm-hmm. and a moped is like perfect because you have to work on it. So you have to build it. You have to turn a wrench and then you get to ride it. Mm-hmm. So that is like, that to me was just like next level. The idea that you could like take a total pile of crap and 
make it work and then also like ride it and not even mm-hmm. have to pedal like all mm-hmm. those things to me was like super super thrilling and um mopeds like definitely stayed in the back of my head and i remember like being home from college in the summer uh living in connecticut and like looking on craigslist and stuff and like thinking about getting a moped but it just like never really uh never really um you know came came to mm-hmm. and um so so where my my journey actually picked up is like uh I tra- I traveled after college for a little bit and then I moved to Nashville which is where I live now. Yeah. Um Dagger shout out Dagger's Moped Club. I want to know uh, that how before you get into your moped story how did you just why Nashville? Like that I I love oh, the sta- yeah. I love the city. It's fucking beautiful, it's gorgeous. Uh so much about city. it I like. How did you just end up there? Um so the full and honest truth is that like I was in a band in college like like during one of my summers off. I was like mm-hmm. touring around and we played in Nashville and the God's honest truth is that I like I got blackout drunk and like had a really good time hanging out with this like girl I was crushing on. Had a fantastic time and then um I I was I was I was ready to leave California like fast forward 2018 and I didn't really know where I wanted to go but in the back of my head I was like well I kind of want to like play, play music again or like I don't know uh get into like maybe doing like live sound or something and mm-hmm. um I had a friend who was living here so I was, it just made sense I was like yeah I, I called them up and they were like actually yeah we have a housemate that's moving out and like 15 days and i was like <laughs> all right it's too easy you know i'm just gonna go there yeah starts kind of a line for you to show up yeah and um dude yeah i mean it's just a very inviting city i felt like i got to see like east nashville and five points and stuff and it just had some charm you know i mm-hmm. remember going to like fanny's fanny's is like a famous guitar shop here which is like in like this little house mm. and um just had this very like it felt like very walkable um this girl's house was like really close to all this stuff so mm-hmm. um yeah i got sucked in by the charm big time and so when i was leaving california i was like yeah just gonna go to nashville and get a job in a restaurant or something and then just go from there <laughs> no dude that's that's awesome like yeah yeah so um the reason the whole reason i got another moped is is because when I moved in with her, she had like a two car garage. Okay. And um I hadn't had a I hadn't had a garage since I was like um since I was like eighteen, like my last summer in high school. So it had been like five years. Okay. Or so. Let me think. You, five, you five threw me off years. for a half a second there because you said in two thousand eighteen and then you said since eighteen. I'm like, wait, all I had numbers always kind of, so I'm sorry for interrupting you there. No, dude, that's, that's fucking rad. Let me re-illustrate that. Let me re-illustrate that. 2013 graduated high school, dating myself here, uh, college, traveling, whatever. Ended up in Nashville in 2018 and finally had a garage. And so in my mind, I was like, hell yeah, I have a garage. I need like something to work on here, Mm -hmm. you know, because I, Wanted to get back and like working on bicycles, whatever. And um, I was looking for jobs and stuff in Nashville. It was like so hot. It was like 
I think it was like October. It was like early October, but we still get these heat waves then. And it was like in the nineties and I would, Sounds I would get on my bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you're like jealous of that. Yeah. yeah. It's like in the thirties and dude like i'm a weird minnesota person i love the heat so yeah 90 sounds beautiful to me and you guys are like buried in snow right now right yeah not terribly bad but yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it's what we uh, deal with sure it comes with the territory yep yep but um but i was like looking for jobs jim and it was like so fucking hot that i like i was like i couldn't even ride my bicycle and i was just like exhausted and mm-hmm. I think my car was like broken then or whatever. So I was just like looking on Craigslist for like anything to buy. Like I don't know. I was just like bored. Didn't want to go. Didn't want to go out in the heat anymore. <laughs> and um, this this uh this moped pops up, and click it, and it's uh it's this link, and this guy has like all this junk. There's like a go kart frame with no engine, and like <laughs> a mini bike, and like maybe like a lawnmower. And and the last photo is this like moped. I can see it has pedals. It's totally rattle canned red, like even the tires. And um, Beautiful. it's like leaning up against a, a fence with like weeds all growing up into it. And um, <laughs> so I mess I message him and I'm like I'm like hey, he want I think he wanted like maybe two hundred dollars for like all this junk. I was mm-hmm. like hey, would you want to sell just the moped? He messages me back. He's like no sorry I want to sell the whole thing as a lot <laughs> like ah, okay whatever and i i just i don't know turned my phone off kind of forgot about it and then the next day i was like at work or whatever and i get a message on on messenger and he's like hey man like i sold everything else you still want that moped <laughs> and i was like i was like fuck yeah and then um i think he like threw out the number or maybe I did. He was like fifty bucks, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll be like, there in five minutes, buddy." I I probably only had like three hundred dollars at this time, you know. But um, yeah. So uh, next thing I know, Jim, I'm there in my um in my mom's Honda Accord, which I was driving <laughs> at the time. Uh, after I replaced the starter, it's <laughs> running again. So um, yeah, I show up at this guy's house, and uh, I've got like towels and shit, and my plan is to like pull the handlebars off and like try to just shove it in the back seat mm-hmm. and um <laughs> you know an old moped gas when like you know the gas tank leaked out all the fuel and it's all like gunked up on the bottom of the engine and there's like all old dirt and oil and sludge they're you know seepy yeah yeah dude they're, they're seepy and they're weepy and they're yeah. sludgy yeah <laughs> and uh so it was like super gross and he was like watching me struggle try to like get this moped in the back of my mom's car. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, he's like, where do you live, brother? And I'm <laughs> like, uh, East, East Nashville. He's like, man, I go there all the time for work. He's like, just throw it in the back of my truck. I'll take it over there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's Southern hospitality, you know. And um, oh yeah, dude, he uh, he threw in his truck, followed me to the house. Uh, I I had it in the garage gym and like within like two hours I had it stripped down like everything taken apart like just in like a pile you know I was fascinated by it and mm-hmm. and I knew it was like totally I knew it was like totally fucked so I was like mm-hmm. well yeah it's gonna need like a complete everything um and uh, what kind yeah, of bike was it Sean? Oh yeah um important little detail 
it was a Gorelli SSXL. Okay. But um, the thing about those gym is like those are top tanks, right? Yep. And um, they have this very weak uh, tank support that like comes up from like under the seat, and a lot of times when you find them, that tank support will be like cracked or like straight up broken. Mm-hmm. Um, on this bike, it had like straight up broken, and instead of like trying to fix it or whatever, they just kind of like swung the tank down on the frame. Nice. So they made it a it step through for you. It made it a step through, and and it had like mags too. But like like I said, everything was spray painted red. Yeah. So, um, I didn't I didn't really know what it was until yeah. I like got it home and started like googling and shit, and and, <laughs> and I like figured out it was like oh this is where this broken weld is like supposed to be mm-hmm. and um yeah dude it was actually like a uh like a ltd model it was originally like midnight blue and it had the gold mags oh dude the, the, yeah. those ones are beautiful yeah it was it was a sexy bike at some point in time and um you know what is funny dude this guy told me that he told me that he got a dui and he got his license taken away and that's why he bought this moped. Mm. <laughs> so classic, classic tweaker shit. Yeah. Um, and I guess I guess he was living in Florida, which is like also classic. And, uh, <laughs> Every the math is checking out. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a trope. It was like a moped trope kind of. Yeah. Koi pond, you know, koi pond could make the meme. <laughs> but um, yeah, he he was like driving it to work. Um, and stuff and then i guess he like got his license back moved to tennessee and then just like parked it like mm. on the side of his shed basically mm-hmm. um, yeah dude so i know it's just kind of long-winded no I, dude i, I dig it i dig it wanted to tell the story for a while so i yeah. got a lot to say i guess no dude no you you so, you're not touching Bo- you're not touching uh sam from boston we we did five hours so no you're not even close <laughs> Dude, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to do that. That's no, crazy. you should. It's great. We do it multiple days. It fucking gets rad. It gets gnarly too. I'll, it's just like it's I'll, it's the game of chicken. Who's gonna tap first? <laughs> yeah, it's like a monopoly game that uh that just goes on for like multiple days. Yeah. <laughs> but no, dude. I think that's fucking. And I'm trying not to interrupt you because like I want. I that's something I've worked on throughout this whole podcast. Like allowing people to say their story without me fucking foot and mouth and myself but like no dude that's that's fucking rad you and that's awesome you came in with the mechanical background to like you knew enough kind of to be dangerous is kind of what it sounds like to me sean but you had enough respect and enough smarts not to fuck shit up either so you took it apart Yeah, i I knew how to like i knew how to like not strip a bolt which is like the you know that's the first thing that everyone probably does like six times when they first mm-hmm. get a moped is like strip this and break this. And I mean, but then the truth was, is that I had no experience with shit that was like super rusted and corroded and stuff. So mm-hmm. like, um, you know, learning how to use like a, like a torch and like get the right penetrating fluid, that shit all, all comes like later when you finally get like pretty good at mechanical shit. But mm-hmm. no, I definitely like, I definitely like broke, I broke shit on that bike dude. And, and here's the silliest thing I did is um, I took like every bolt off and you know, they're all rusty and stuff. And um, my, my dad or somebody had told me like, yeah, you just put that shit in like vinegar or whatever and it'll just mm. clean it up. And so like, I put like every single bolt 
and also like the carburetor oh. like in this um in this container of vinegar oh wow and i just left it up on a, i left it up on a shelf and it was there for like weeks because <laughs> in the meantime i was i was working on like getting the, the engine free and getting the um you know the cylinder off and uh sanding the paint off the frame and like you know just yeah. trying to do it right and so um when i finally went back and and opened up this bin it had been in the vinegar so long that it like ruined basically every single piece of hardware it yeah. like ate so so deep or maybe it's just the rust was so deep or, or something but it like it, it was it probably a combination of both sean to be honest with you yeah yeah you've probably been there before or something similar and like the bolts just all felt like brittle and like chalky and i was like yeah okay i can't use any of these and the worst part was the um it was like a shaw it was another uh-huh. Solordo shaw the carburetor body like dude i shit you not straight up fucking dissolved <laughs> like <laughs> i love it there was enough of it left for me to like know what had happened but like yeah. there was not much mu- not much of it left dude it was crazy well if people want to know the real the trick you're kind of half right about what you're doing the trick to like yeah. cleaning stuff up or de-rusting it you throw it all in diesel fuel or kerosene like and you just let it oh, sit there right? and that that's like yeah. an old farm kid trick right there like i my buddy's grandpa had like a five gallon pail he'd throw nuts and bolts in all the time and like about once a month you'd see freaking um what the hell was his grandpa's name it was something it was like willis or some shit like that i forget it now like you'd see him just tra- he'd be pouring all the kerosene out of one bucket into another bucket and he's like i need a bolt right now and like they'd all look like they're right from the hardware but kind of rounded off so yeah yeah okay shit i'll have to look into that mostly now i just go to ace you know i i have this habit of i save good bolts from like every moped project right so I okay always, i have you know i got a i got a big ass like everything m6 like i always keep that like no matter what head it has like as long as it's not stripped and like the threads yep. are good so i feel like i have enough m6 bolts to build like a few mopeds probably <laughs> if i had to yeah yeah i i'm bad at that stuff like i'm always i'm terrible at keeping washers and um like m8 nuts like i don't know why i can never find either one but whatever yeah that's a little more rare that's getting into like tomo's territory i feel like yeah yeah like m8 yeah yeah m8 m6 yeah it's Mm -hmm. whatever but so you you're working on this gorelli you you, everything's dissolved uh you destroyed rare artifacts from italia joking uh so would you yeah would you end up doing for a carburetor and stuff like that i wish you could have had a video of that that would have been kind of beautiful but you know we'll forgive you two other things to know two other things to know at this point is like one i was completely alone i didn't know anyone in nashville really besides my Mm. housemate and um two the other funny anecdote i wanted to say is like um so 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 the top end actually jim was like was like it came off pretty easily it was the bottom end that was like totally frozen okay and um you know had been all like rusted and shit mm-hmm. and this is how much i knew about mopeds i basically like i squirted like probably like half a can of some kind of like penetrating fluid or like or like wd-40 into the bottom end mm-hmm. and then um 
I would just like hit the connecting rod with like a hammer or something like I love just it. enough to get it to like barely start turning and I was like grabbing the flywheel or whatever and um at some point I had it so that the flywheel had like you know a few millimeters of play but it was moving and I was like hell yeah we're gonna like we're gonna save this engine <laughs> yeah like, I didn't I never I never thought to like yeah you just like split the cases I I wasn't thinking about any of that I was just like yeah I'm gonna like clean all this rust out and then slap it all back together and it's gonna run <laughs> yeah but there's something so, um, to be said about that early moped enthusiast enthusiasm I I, I can't like I'm going to get this restored or working again. It's like, dude, I love that kind of energy. And like, you know, not to crush anybody's hope and hopes and dreams when it comes to bikes like that, but no, you're not, you got to tear it all apart and fucking start over. You really do. But I was a dummy. I'd probably hadn't, I hadn't, you know, everyone who starts out in moped, people are like, yeah, go read Fred's guide or whatever. But they still haven't read it. They're just just like stubborn. And they're just like, "Uh, I'm just going to do, like do the bare minimum to get this thing to work. Mm-hmm. See, I was doing like the maximum, but like I was just going about it the wrong way. Yeah. But um. But any anyway, dude. Like I get this bottom end like just barely moving. And I'm like, okay, good time. So I like let it sit overnight, and then the next day I go to grab the flywheel and I'm just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and I can feel like the rust just like breaking up. And mm-hmm. every time I turn it, it's going like a little farther and a little farther and a little farther. And then next thing I know, it's doing like half a revolution. And then um, I like dumped all the gunk out, which is like, you know, a horrible uh, like consistency and texture and color. Oh, I can only point. imagine. Yeah. And then I and then I fill it back up again with like another mix of, you know, different penetrating fluids and whatever is like lying around. And yeah. I keep I keep just turning the crank. And um, yeah, next thing you know, dude, like fucking crank turning all the way around um hell yeah dude you know there's still still a bunch of like rust on the on the crank lobes but i didn't know any better i was like oh yeah it doesn't matter like whatever just do shit out do shit out i probably sprayed it out with a garden hose and shit and i was like yeah yeah all right spins good probably gonna work (laughs) send it brother and like i've had motors where like i've tried to break them free and i'll actually spin the bearings in the cases so like I'm kind of surprised that didn't happen there, how locked up everything was. Damn, yeah. Um, dude, it was kind of a miracle, kind of like my first moped. Um, yeah. It, like, shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened, but it did. And, um, so like I said, Jim, I was broke, and I saved up. Um, okay, I, I guess I should interrupt this part of the story to tell. Let's talk about how I met the Daggers. And, I, I we'll we'll and, okay okay it's your story I'm like I want to hear how the rest of this went but I I'm sure this all ties in together and that's what I was kind of wondering like you said you didn't know anybody other than like the housemates and the girl and whatnot and natural like how'd you get and you got this moped how'd you get kind of tied into the dagger scene because like they're not the most presently known on the internets I mean if that makes yeah. sense yeah we're very low key yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll always be, <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude. So actually you had Joe on and he, he kind of told, he told a, a few seconds of this story, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you know, my side. And, um, I think I was talking to somebody at work about, you know, I was like, Oh, I got this moped trying to get it running. And, um, he was like, Oh, there's a guy in town. who like, he like does a bunch of moped stuff and his name's Joe. 
they were like, you can find his Instagram. It's like the Daggers Moped Club. And I was like, oh, sick. So I um, I was working my pizza job spot and I, I, I hit him up and I was like, hey, man, can you help me? Yada, yada, yada. And he, I don't think he got back to me right away. I think he probably thought that I was like just some other kid who like obtained a moped and was like looking for somebody to like just do work on my bike or something. Yeah, yeah. I got a moped. Fix it for me. Yeah, yeah. Like he thought I was like Team Rando, which I was. Yep. Um, and Joe is always busy because he's always helping out like 10 other Team Rando people. Or like at the time, times are a lot different now, but back back like four years ago, Joe was like doing a ton of moped stuff and he was like always like, you know, helping out people mm-hmm. and um, skating a lot and shit. And um, I think he, I think he didn't get back to me. And then um, I, I was working one day and all of a sudden I like hear all these like engines outside. And I was like, I was like, those aren't motorcycles. Yeah. And I, I popped my head up and sure enough, there's like Joe and maybe a couple other people like on mopeds um, right outside my like pizza shop. And they're like at the stoplight. And so I like <laughs> run over there and I like, I tap him on the shoulder and um, I'm like trying to yell over the sound of his fucking circuit pipe. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, hey, like, I have one of these things. Uh, like, we should hang out sometime. Like, I hit you up on Instagram. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. And and Joe is like, he's like hard of hearing in one ear. Yeah. And so, like, I don't even know if he, like, really heard what I was saying. But, you know, he had, he had a smile on his face. And he like, he's like, all right, rad, dude. And, um, <laughs> that That's Joe for you? Because, like, you don't know if he's fucking with you or if he's sincere. Like, that's that's joe's i love joe to death he is such a nice yeah. guy but like joe for me when i first met him was a hard read and like joe is just that nice of guy okay sweet dude we'll talk yeah yeah he's got a big heart but he comes on mm-hmm. slow mm-hmm. Yeah. no definitely and, like um... yeah i'll oh, sorry, jim uh so um yeah he he hit me back and uh Next thing I know, he invited me to the moped shop. Um, okay. And I was like, I was so excited. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, my God. Because I was finally getting getting a sense of, like, the fact that there was, like, a big moped scene. You know, I was on Moped Army at this point. I was reading Gorelli stuff. I uh, I think I already made, like, a treats order at this point. I mm-hmm. bought, like, a bunch of stuff. You know, I bought the Polini 70 kit and, um, like, grips and handlebars and, Nice. Um, you know, some swag. I got a new Delorto Shaw. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Well, you had to get the car. You had to get the bike running. And not to interrupt you, but like, you, our stories are kind of similar in the sense that like, the scene kind of found us because I I don't know how much and I like we kind of said a little bit before like I don't know how much you listen to the podcast, but like, that's how I found the scene in Minnesota. Like they kind of rolled by my house, like the sure. brap rap tails rally was going on and like i saw them going down wheel wheelock parkway by my house and there's like 40 or 50 bikes i'm like what the fuck is that like and i raced home and like checked out like minnesota mopeds oh, moped army and like found out that and they said everybody's welcome and i ended up going to my first rally with my ex-wife in a car so like yeah dude oh okay yeah, yeah. and jim how, how old were you at that point oh god i was old I'm still old. I was so, like, yeah, I mean, you, you got into you got into mopeds like late, pretty late in the game, right? Yeah, yeah. I was 36, I think. 
2008. Yeah. I don't know. It's math, dude. You're scaring me. Yeah. I was like 35, 36, like, something like that. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's cool, though. It's like, it's funny how people, it doesn't matter how old you are. You know, mm -hmm. it's like people of all ages get into mopeds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it really is for for everybody. Yeah. And I'm sure once you got on your um, moped here again um, and got it running, I bet you it was – I'm totally leading you too much, but, like, it, I'm sure it was. You, you it want, felt you like something you were missing. Ride. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. It, it, like, it was a bunch of pieces of, of my life and things that I love, like, all stapled into one mediocre <laughs> machine. Um, yeah, dude, and so, like, I met the Daggers, and then, like, I met, um, you know, obviously Joe is the heart and soul of the Daggers Moped Club. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, you know, he was kind of running the shop. So, dude, I like, I walk into the shop and there's like straight up like, like maybe 40, 50 mopeds in there. And like my jaw just drops and I'm like, <laughs> I'm blown away. Cause I'm like, like, wow, this is like a fucking thing actually. Like mm -hmm. super weird. I don't know. It's, 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 you feel like you're, uh, you're like hanging out with a Freemason and they're like letting you in there like fucking you know they're like their layer or whatever yeah like, what is this like this is some weird uh underbelly of uh of society that i've like stumbled upon you know yeah i, I think a lot of people just have that same emotion when they when they find out about like moped culture mm -hmm. no totally dude um, it's like i don't know if i should be seeing this or not type of deal like <laughs> this is fucking yeah. rad as fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's dreamy dude and yeah. um and Donnie helped me like weld that Gorelli frame. We like kind of fixed that seat and um, painted that sucker in my garage, dude. Threw the engine back together. Did not touch the bottom end. Uh, threw a Polini kit on it. Hell yeah. Uh, Joe gave me like Joe gave me like a little Mamba uh, circuit pipe. And um, dude, that sucker ran. And and that um that bottom that bottom end was a two speed, which is like kind of rare. The, the mm -hmm. two speed analyze or like. Not so much rare as like people just don't like them, so they just like put them in the trash or like yeah. put them on a shelf or whatever. <laughs> but um, but um, dude, it ran and it like shifted pretty good, and um, I think uh, it got a, a little hot the first couple of rides. I had to tighten some some nuts and bolts, right? Just make sure it was all good. And yeah, yeah. Um, I I rode the piss out of it, dude, and I rode it to work. Work was only like a mile away, so I would ride it in, and then I would like. I would keep it in the little back patio and every time I got out of work, I was like so excited to get on it. And of course there's like a bunch of shit leaking from it. And, stuff. <laughs> and of course. Uh, I didn't care, dude. I had a huge smile on my face and it was like so fucking loud. It probably had like an exhaust leak. Um, <laughs> and it was like, it was like all these weird colors. Cause I, I, for some reason decided to paint the gas tank, like a, like a super light green. <laughs> Hell like yeah, dude. Bizarre. Who cares? It was like, it, it it wasn't going to get any worse than the spray bomb um, job that yeah. you wanted in. So like anything you did, Sean, I guarantee was an improvement. Sure. I was just like, you know, having fun with it. It's like big Legos. It's like how I, how I would describe it to, to my mom when she would ask. But um, yeah, Jim, uh, that was really how I got involved. That bike, that bike, obviously the bottom end didn't hold up for very long. Um mm -hmm. I, I have many a crazy story about like shit falling off that bike. Like one time I was riding home from downtown and 
first my baffle came off, which happened all the time because I didn't know how to weld. And of course, those are like pipe clamps never really hold it on good enough. No. And first my baffle came off and it like skittered across like this four lane highway bridge. And I had to like pull off and get my baffle. And then um, I kept riding and my bike was getting like slower and slower and also really loud. And mm-hmm. then my entire pipe fell off like right when I turned <laughs> off that main road. Hell yeah. yeah. So I, like, ran o- I ran over my own circuit pipe. Oh and, no. Um, Knock on wood, yeah, dude. You, that's you, one of the few things of mopeds I have yet to do. So. Oh yeah. I mean, that's just how it goes, dude. You're like, you're a shoddy mechanic at best. Or, you know, I was a good bike mechanic, but I didn't understand, like, yeah, you got to, like, lock tight stuff. And, you don't um, know what you don't know is what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, I feel like that's everyone's first moped. Nobody just builds one and it's, like, mint, you know, and it just got no air leaks and <laughs> shit doesn't fall off of it. Like, that's just how it is. Yeah. So you got, you got this bike, you're rolling around, shit's falling off it. You're fixing it to the best of your ability. You said the bottom end didn't last too long. Like I want to hear the destructive yeah. story of the bottom end. Like I, just cause how okay, much work you put, how much work you put in to free it up and it actually worked is kind of a fucking small Dude, miracle. I, I probably put like 65 miles on that bottom end. Okay. Before it actually shit the bed, which is like pretty impressive. This pretty damn amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think I was coming home from work. I'm almost sure of it. And um, I was riding and then like all of a sudden it like backfired and like shut off. And I was like, oh. And then um, I go to play around with it. I think I like, I didn't have a, um, a flywheel cover on it at the time because I was like still adjusting the points and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just like, feeling everything and all of a sudden i realized that the crank has like play in it oh no I'm like i'm like oh that's not good <laughs> um and i think joe joe had told me joe had kind of made me aware he was like yeah that thing's gonna blow up because <laughs> it like sounded bad and, um, <laughs> but the even crazier thing is i was able to get it started back up and i was able to ride it like the last like probably three quarters of a mile um back to the house on like a you know just a bearing that was like barely there it's yeah. crazy man like what'll sometimes and it's like and then you'll have another bike where it's like the littlest thing will like ripples you for like yeah weeks and it'll yeah and it'll keep it from running at all like it's pretty insane how how that works that's that's mopeds at its essence right there because like yeah you can have stuff a uh, bearing out and like be able to crank play and you can still ride it versus like yeah you could just have the most random, like you could have a break in your coil wire and you're out of the game It and you or, can't figure like it out. A, yeah. Or like a teeny air leak or something, you know? Exactly. So, so, um, that was, that was my, I think that, that about covers all of my, um, my first, my, I was, I was then, you know, um, what's the word, Jim? I was then, uh, inducted i guess into the moped world <laughs> right on um so at this point you got the gorilla you kind of destroyed the bottom end did you rebuild or did you try to find another bike or are you starting to collect um, bikes at this point joe being the sweetheart that he is i think he i think he sold me like a whole bottom end for like 50 bucks nice that was that was just like good to go um 
And then I think I, I think I just rode that for a while too. And I didn't even put steels in it or anything. <laughs> um, and, and that probably lasted, that probably lasted, um, I don't know, like a whole season. And then eventually like the, I remember we were riding downtown and all of a sudden it was like, started blowing hella smoke. And I guess like the crank seals finally went. Right on. Um, so you're hanging out with the diggers. You said you got inducted, whatnot. Um, what was your first time going to like a moped rally? Like are doing like a huge group ride. Not necessarily, you don't, didn't have to be a rally per se, because I know the daggers uh, are a well-traveled group. And like, I think you're some yeah, of that. Yeah, we get around. But um, Dude, so like, um, what was your first experience with like the outside moped community other than the daggers? Well, my story, I guess is a little weird because my first rally was like a home team rally. Dude, that's awesome. That's a uh, lot of people's stuff though. Okay, yeah. So that was 2019. Um, great rally. We had it at this weird, like, airport hangar kind of warehouse thing. And um, that was, I guess, the first time I saw, like, a bunch of moped people from out of town. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's almost hard to really, really remember. But you know how it is. Like, the first yeah. time you ride in, like, a big group and you're, like, smelling all the two-stroke oil and you just want to like laugh because it's like the most absurd thing mm-hmm. and you just feel like so powerful and like so cool and it's just like you just want to twist that throttle you know and it's just like yeah i mean uh I, I guess it was probably at that rally that i first got to go in like a huge group ride okay and i was like whoa because i was i wasn't really helping out with that rally i was very much still like new kid on the block mm-hmm. um i was more like a like a attendant and then I was like a club member or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, dude, I think we did, we did that crazy Natchez trace ride. You were at that rally, right, Jim? Nope. I, this is like when I was oh, starting yeah. to really dip my toe in the water, like, and I was having a heart, like, I'm not people like the only reason why I'm kind of no stuff is cause I've destroyed a lot of stuff. And like, I, I was really busy breaking bikes at this point. I, and like, getting out struggling oh struggling so hard dude like yeah this was and it was 2018 or 19 was that rally this was 19 yeah okay yeah i don't know why i think was it spring of the year yet rally rally of the rally of the sickness yeah uh was it spring of the year or what season was it i don't remember i mean we had a big monsoon so I think it was like early summer. Okay. Like, and I'll be honest with everybody on at that point. Like I was still really fucked up from my accident. Like I was dealing with a lot of leg pain and a lot of, um, issues with another, uh, traumatic brain injury that like I was knocked out in my accident. So like my short term memory was shot for about two years after that. It's like really the last 18 months of my life is when it's really start to come back. Like, so, I mean, yeah, I remember that happening. I remember, like, hearing about a monsoon, but that was that was about it, dude. And, like, knowing what I know about you guys now, dude, ah, fuck, that would have been so rad to go to. But, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, everyone who was there, I think, had a good time, even though mm-hmm. it was, like, chaotic and crazy. And I, um, there was a lot of people that I, I met at that rally, but I, like, I was so overwhelmed that I didn't really remember. Mm-hmm. And so it, it felt like for like the next like year, 
after that I would like see people at other rallies and shit and like have the sense that like maybe I met them but I didn't quite remember <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you know how it is because you just, oh it's definitely. so overwhelming to meet like fucking 45 new people and they're all like intimidating and cool and they have like these crazy bikes I remember like yeah the buzzards came to that so I met like a bunch of buzzards which was cool mm-hmm. I want to say yeah Conan Conan was there I'm pretty um, sure he was yeah and I, I'll never forget like uh you know we, we went to leave the not just trace picnic that we had and this crazy storm comes down and the very first thing you have to do once you get up out of the valley is go across the not just trace bridge which is this huge bridge and the rain is coming down in these like marble sized drops, dude, that are like, painful. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I know what you're talking cold. about. Yeah, oh, that, those are that's the it, worst. It's like almost on the border of hail, but it's like not. Yeah, 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 exactly. Early summer kind of like storm. Mm. And uh, so, so we all like as soon as we crossed the bridge, like half of the pack just like dipped and like kept going. And I think <laughs> they actually like made it out in front of the storm and they mm-hmm. made it back to Nashville. And then the other half of us like decided to just go like all huddle under the bridge. And um, <laughs> that was great, dude. Cause I was literally like, I didn't know anybody. I was hanging out with like all these randos yeah. and we all like had our shirts off and we were like <laughs> ringing them out. And someone had like a speaker and was playing music. That's and, awesome. Um, dude. Yeah. It was like, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, the, and let me pause you for a half a second, Sean, especially like I know we get new listeners and like especially like going to moped rallies the first time. It doesn't matter if it's your hometown or not. It can be very intimidating because you think you see all these people with these bikes that are running better than yours and these people are so cool. Yeah, I can say for this. I'm not fucking cool. I'm a dork. Like I get very mm-hmm. like I can I'm very loud or I'm quiet. I don't have an in between. So like, yeah, dude, like. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to remind myself at moped rallies. Like these people are just as like socially crazy as I am. So like just rock and roll, dude, relax. Yeah. And Jim, before you, uh, before I came on, you were talking about Chad's thing and you, you said that like you, uh, you come to moped rallies, not even so much for like mopeds anymore. It's just like a social thing. Mm-hmm. And I know I've only really been doing this for like four years. We're right like, in the same time frame, my guy. Yeah, I think so. Like 20, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I agree with what you said. It's like when I go to rallies now, more than anything, it's because, like, I know I've got like homies there that I want to see. Mm-hmm. And I just want to like turn up with them and, you know, get into some weird, uh, dude. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like a social <laughs> thing now. Yeah. It's like you just get a chance to reconnect. And, like, that's a, cool thing about it like you're riding with buddies like andy and i held like at the cleveland rally we're going across a bridge and we're riding mopeds we're holding hands going across a bridge and like because he just put his hand out and i just grabbed it and reached it he just started laughing his butt off like those are just silly stuff like that or like at moped spring break i just pulled out in front of a wedding like a couple getting their wedding photos and like took a picture with a wedding couple like just it's about yeah. turning out and having fun dude like that's Lopez that... spring break le- legendary legendary yeah. uh not rally we'll remember it forever <laughs> yeah yeah uh um and also, that cleveland, I... cleveland was amazing too yeah yeah but i think that's when we actually first met possibly was uh 
whole Pittsburgh. Yeah. Lake. You, you were running chase on that. Um, but oh I want to know. God. I'll tell you a story about that. Yeah, yeah. But before we get to moped spring break in the chase, I want to know how, because you had your teal bike there, and I still forget what the fuck it is. It's some cool Argentinian thing. Talk about your bike you kind of yeah. bring to rallies now. Yeah, um, that one, it, it always runs, so I always bring it. Um, <laughs> and it's, I, have, I have two more. It's quick. Sorry. It's really quick. Um, I only have two mopeds now. One is my Gorelli SSXL, that OG bike that um, that I told you about. Yep. Which is crazy, actually, because I've replaced literally every single part on that bike, except for, like, I think the only things left from the OG bike are, like, the left side, like, uh, like uh, Magura, like, uh, brake, uh-huh. brake assembly, and the <laughs> crank arm. <laughs> I think those are, like, straight up the only two parts that are, like, original i just dude I that's nice the way it does my, with my hobbits like i started with two hobbits and like we're at the point where there's probably not maybe the gas tanks and yeah. that in the frame and that's it everything else has been gone through or broken or crashed or whatever yeah i just can't get rid of that bike so it's, no dude um, fuck that don't get rid of that bike i've done i've done so much to it i think like Someday I'll probably just like hang it up on the wall in my garage or something. Yeah, um, dude. The other bike, I, the other bike I have, Jim, that you mentioned is is a Zanella, which is from Argent Argentina. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay, Argentina. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a Minarelli V1 clone, but it's like the case inducted version, so that's called like a V1L. Okay. And um, it's kickstart, which is pretty badass. So it's mm-hmm. a noped technically. Ah, uh, it's good enough, dude. It's it's a moped. I'll call it a moped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a moped. It has the swagger of a moped for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude, that's a great bike. It's got that eighty. Uh, it's like a BRN kit, so it's actually like made in Argentina too. I'm pretty sure. Mhm. And um, that's my golden goose, dude. Uh, that bike taking me to some sick rallies it's always fast as fuck it turns heads you know because it's that crazy color yeah. and it um it's got those weird like scooter forks right instead of mm-hmm. having like a triple tree it's just like uh yeah i love that what? thing dude to me it looks like a big old blue praying mantis <laughs> where did, did was that a dose bike no so it's not a dose bike um mm. Those can't even get those fucking bikes. <laughs> no, that's that's the big mystery because like, because I was talking to somebody about that because they're still making, at least like the rumor was they're still making mopeds down in Argentina, but like there's some embargo on Argentina or like a whole bunch of yeah, stuff and like yeah. people say they those bikes like if you know the story why don't you go ahead and tell it because like you probably do a better job at it than I am. Well, I know a little bit, and I think the U.S. has a bad trade relationship with a lot of South American countries. Mm-hmm. So we don't import hardly anything from there, and we don't uh, we don't export stuff to there. So my guess is like, also Zanella is a really cool company. Uh, if you ever want to look them up, they've been making motorcycles for like a long ass time, and um, they finally stopped production on their last two strokes only like a couple years ago. Okay. And the mo- the model that mine is is called a Zanella Dew, spelled D U E, which I forget what that means. 
in the uh, what do they speak Portuguese there or some shit? I think uh, but, I um, got nothing on Argentina. Like Argentinian? I think I don't it's know. Portuguese. Don't <laughs> I don't know. Don't quote me on the Portuguese thing. <laughs> if but, they're um, next to Brazil, we'll go with Portuguese. You know why not? Sure. Uh, but they kept making that moped. I think well into like the 2010s, so like yeah. 2015 or 2016, and they hardly changed the thing because it was such a good design. And it was that same Minarelli clone. Um, and the unfortunate thing, dude, is like they're dirt cheap down there. Uh, and if you could, if you could go down there, wink, wink, I'm talking to <laughs> you guys at Dose. Um, if they could somehow do the same thing they do in Europe with a shipping container down in Argentina, like they could bring back so many kick-ass bikes. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, two strokes are like King in really most of the world. It's just like mm-hmm. not in America for some stupid reason, but, um, yeah, uh, crazy bikes down there. Somebody, Jim, probably honestly, like, bought it when they were, like, on vacation and then, like, slapped it on the back of their RV, maybe. Um, or, like, maybe they were military and, like, for some reason were down there. I was like, oh, this thing's cool and shipped it home or whatever. But I found it because I was taking a trip down to St. Petersburg with my family. Okay. And um, I'm, I'm always looking on um, – you know, marketplace because I'm a yeah. teen. Yeah, you're the moped guy. Yeah, that's what we all do. Yeah. We're, even if we don't want to buy anything, we're still looking. That's right. That's right. And it's, as you know, that's Tampa Thieves territory. The, oh, uh, shit. The Tampa yeah, Bay yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. St. Pete, I believe, is uh, the southern southern side. And um, so a lot of shit gets snatched up there real quick by Tampa Steve. He's a, mm-hmm. uh, he's a, he's an ace. Yes. He's always on it. But, um, this one popped up and uh, it was under the heading said like early scooter. It was like the title. Okay. And I clicked on it. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> dude, I wish I, I wish I like screenshotted the listing. In fact, dude, it's probably archived and I'll, I'll see if I can find that and send you the photos, Jim. Cause like, dude, that'd be beautiful. Um, yeah. Isn't that, it was all and, dusty. isn't that great to find a moped? under a totally fucked up header like yeah well what? that's when you're like oh i'm the only one you're like i'm the only one in this bag right now like yeah yeah i'm gonna get this yeah and so you know my i see that it's like a kind of like a minarelli i can uh-huh. tell you know so my heart's racing and i uh i contacted him and i was like yo i'm gonna be there in like two days like i really want to come see this thing and so um Drove all the way from Tennessee down there, which is, I don't know, like 14, 16 hours, something crazy. It's a haul. It's a haul, dude. It's a haul. It's a haul. And then um, I had to go get my sister from the airport, like, the same day I was going to look at the moped. <laughs> and so I I picked her up, and then I dragged her, like, we had to go, like, an hour east, maybe even farther than that, like, in just into, like, the uh, central Florida, which is just, mm-hmm. like, if you've never been there, it's just like... Oh, I've been there, homie. I've been there. My yeah. mom has owned different houses all over Florida for the last 15 years. Yeah, okay. I, I I know Florida, dude. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's very boring. It's just orange groves and, like, like I guess, like, swamps and whatever. Yeah, a lot of horse pastures. Yeah, yeah. but not cool yeah. horse pastures like Tennessee where you got the rolling hills and you got these beautiful stallions rolling by and all this. No. It's just like a palm tree and like horses. You know, I say it was boring. It was really beautiful. It was just very flat. 
like yeah. flat. It uh, yeah, honestly, you know. know what it reminded me of? Like the times I've been down there, southern Minnesota near a river. Like it's flat, okay, yeah. and like all of a sudden, like there's trees, and then there's a palm tree, and it just it always kind of messes me up. But you you have to pick your sister up from the airport. How much of a protest yeah, did you get? Her. He had no friggin' choice. I just took her along. I was like, like, I'm sorry, but we're going to get this moped. And uh, I showed up at the guy's house. I think I tried to talk him down. He wanted like 350. And okay. you know, I always, I always got to try to like knock off 50 bucks. And he yeah. wouldn't budge, which I, res- I respect him for that. So I gave yeah. him the full 350, which that bike was worth every every penny of. Um, every penny, yeah. Yeah, dude, that thing's so rad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's, another, my, that's another like for life moped. Yeah, dude, you can't ever get rid of that. Like that's I I feel the bikes I buy now, if they're under two that bike under three three fifty, dude, I don't even think I would have tried to negotiate with the guy. Like I bought a bike this fall that I sold. Yeah. Um I bought I bought a Hobbit for two hundred bucks. And I brought my buddy's dad with me and I'm like, let's go on a field trip. So we went, picked it up. Saw it. I'm like, okay. Just gave the guy money. He's like, why don't you take him down, Jim? I go, because this is a $200 complete Hobbit. You don't talk people down on yeah. a $200 bike. Oh, yeah, you do. Didn't you learn anything from me? But no, dude. Like, I give you credit for trying to talk him down off a of 350 for that. But, dude, that bike is, that's a that's a pretty rare gem. And, like, the only reason why I wouldn't yeah. bring, like, high dollar prices because people don't know about them. That's the only reason. I think I think there's only one other Zanella that I know of that's like a full bike in the U.S. Okay. And um, some some older guy posted it on the Minarelli page, and he was also in Florida, and his bike is actually like super clean and is this like metallic orange. Oh, dude! I, yeah, the way yeah. that I I hope it's like in the same family yours is like the they same bike, yeah. same exact bike. It just had like a like a rack on the back or something. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. that's. I almost want to find out. Like, I almost want to find the guy you bought it from and like figure out how'd you get this here. Like, I want to ask that question. Well, he was selling it for like another guy, so I never got the full scoop on it. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just he was just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm selling it for Fred or whatever. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, did was it was it a runner? Or did you have to do some work to it? It was it was a it was a carb clean, Jim. It was a carb clean away. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what does it's, that uh, would that I come with for a carb? Good old fourteen twelve Shaw, just like everything <laughs> else I ever bought. <laughs> everything Italian fourteen twelve. You know, I swear to God, it did it did fifty with that fourteen twelve in a regear, and the only things I've changed since is I regeared it again. Uh, it's got a different output shaft. It's like a regular. Uh, that's the only difference. I mean, this is like a, the nerdiest thing, and it's not going to matter to anybody. But the only difference between a Zanella clone of a Minarelli engine and a real Minarelli engine is the output shaft design. Okay. Um, <laughs> if anyone's ever wondering, just holler at me. We can well, talk about it. it's the same output shaft as like an MB5 and like a like a DT50 and a um, NS50. Those all have the same output shaft um mm-hmm. and that's what this minute really had so i had to like figure that out you know which is 
again part of the moped game like figuring out what works right and then, yeah um, yeah yeah and how'd you so even come across like, how'd you come across figuring that out did you just kind of start digging around or just kind of did some comparisons yeah when i, I say I, digging I, around I, did you do internet research or like did you just you know go to the dagger shop and start looking at the comparisons of output shafts yeah i mean i had a rx50 at the time okay. and um i was like oh i was like that engine looks like or like that well, that one looks like this one so i just <laughs> popped the sprocket off the rx and it flipped right on i was like fuck yeah <laughs> dude, dude dumb luck is some of my favorite luck in the world to be honest with you you can call it you can call it research jim but that was that's all there was to it no it's you're an excellent italiano argentinian moped mechanic is what you are that's right that's right that's so awesome yeah dude and when did you get that bike like i guess um uh it's been like two years over two years something like that yeah yeah um and that's my that's my main rally bike if not my dt50 because that's like you know always super solid yeah i'll take my dt50 anyway no, dude, that's that bike is everybody always talks about that bike. It's because I was talk I forget who I was talking to, but like somebody said, I think it's a dose deal because they ex- they explain the Argentinian thing. They're like, I every once in a while they'll end up in Europe, and I bet you Dose got it because I know the day he was like, I know the Daggers have a good relationship with Dose. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. Uh, plausible plausible but that that is not what happened dude knowledge. that makes me happy we got the story of your bike out in the world now but yeah so everybody's gonna I'm be sure looking everyone, at florida sure now was, everyone was dying to know so. <laughs> the <laughs> moped nor, nerds like me yeah i mean it was hence i had to ask you because i had to know that yeah. i i had to know your bike's origin story um but yeah you got in kind of in the same time frame I did. Like, you got a taste for kind of rally, a taste for the scene. Um, but then, like, COVID happened and everything slipped away. And then, like, we found out about Moped Spring Break. And, like, I know you ended yeah. up being um, the chase driver. And, like, thank you for that because you were a stacked man with that uh, marathon march out of the out of La Peninsula. Uh, how did that all happen, you being a uh, chase driver? That was so chaotic. Dude, I know. That was one of those chaotic weekends of my entire life. <laughs> that was a chaotic weekend for everybody's life, dude. And I loved every moment of it, like the good and bad. I'll tell you this, dude. I was driving Chase and um, du- uh, Dewan. If you've ever had the privilege of meeting Dewan, that's Lizzie's friend. From, yeah, yeah, dude. Um, he's hilarious. He'll bust Cleveland. everybody's balls. Actually, I feel like they met in Detroit or some shit. But yeah. I feel like Dewan lives in Cleveland now, too. Does he? But um, yeah, I could be wrong about that. But he we're talking comes to rallies with okay. Wendy. I see from the no nos. Okay, that's who I so, see him all yeah. the time with. That's right. That's right. So so Dewan was Dewan was just at Moped Spring Break for some reason. <laughs> like I have no idea why. <laughs> I I guess Lizzie Lizzie was there too. Maybe I don't know. I didn't know Lizzie, Lizzie was there, but, but he um, came with this girl named Wendy. Wendy from the no nos. Yeah, I know like, Wendy too. Yeah, 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 she's chilling out. She's awesome. Um, Love Wendy. So, so I was about to leave in um, Chase, and um, Dewan was just like, "Yeah, 
yeah i'm gonna come with you <laughs> like he's got that deep 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 voice yeah he's like yeah I'm, I'm gonna tag along with you and um he kept calling me good times <laughs> i thought that was super funny <laughs> he kept like and he he has the best laugh like the greatest laugh yeah um just a charming dude but um mm-hmm. i don't really i don't really like smoke weed and <laughs> um but i was like i was like on vacation yeah Juan is very charismatic and so he kept offering me his like weed pen <laughs> and so i was like i was like yeah fuck it whatever i'll just i'll hit this weed pen <laughs> and um dude so i get like super stoned right because like weed's cra- crazy now and you take like a little hit and it like you know your whole world turns upside down yeah yeah dude like you can only imagine yeah and you know i'm a little guy too whatever yeah but uh but uh yeah dewan just gets me super high and like <laughs> i think we were like listening to like frank ocean and shit and he's just like cracking jokes and he starts like roasting me because he can tell i'm like super high <laughs> and um that was like the first chaotic thing that happened um and then you know you all the other stuff that went down with like the airbnb and well, I just um, like how was the I remember that this is making more sense to me that everybody was super stoned because like I remember it felt like it took forever to load a bike into the chase van because I was hmm. riding with uh, I was riding with Jason and uh, Aaron Big Heat, his wife, like I was riding with those th- two because Aaron kept having yeah. issues. Aaron had issues and then Jason kept uh soft season as Fox. And then like we ran into Charlie and Becca buzzard and like, it just felt like. Oh, it was Charlie... Taking... Yeah. Charlie had that like three wheeled thing. Yeah. At yeah. That rally. That was cool. Yeah. That was dope. But like, <laughs> dude, that was so much fun though. Like yeah. all said and done. Yeah. No. So, and like, very good it... It was great. Like anybody who's mad at somebody, like everybody's kind of forgiving each other. And like, actually like Lizzie and I, I would, I'd like to say right now we're pretty good friends. And like, that's, what's awesome about it. Like people, yeah, people make mistakes and whatever. And like people get over shit. Like, yeah. We know how to forgive in the world. Yeah, dude. That's what we get. We're all a bunch of, at least I can say for me, I'm a big dumb idiot. Like I'll fuck up. I'll admit my mistakes and I'll move forward, dude. We should have a moped spring break reunion. <laughs> that would be so cool. But unfortunately, I think Amanda is she's she's subbed out of mopeds for a little while. I'm not hey. sure what her status is. Amanda, we love you. Uh, we love, love you, Amanda. You. I think she's got uh, she's got other stuff going on. Hey, uh, dude. In her life right now, but things happen. Rock and roll. And yeah, I, uh... but just just know we're thinking about you, Amanda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come back. Yeah. <laughs> um. I do like the idea of having a moped spring break at a hotel, though. But yeah, 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 yeah. We in fact we actually uh, we stayed at a hotel the last night after we got kicked out of the Airbnb, and we yeah. we had a fantastic time. We like it was me, uh, Joel, Kim, and Matt, Matt okay. Obar from the Daggers. Yeah, weren't and, you? Uh, I think we were in the same hotel, dude. Because Conan, uh, Jess. No, you guys were you guys were in a different hotel. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah. we 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 thought about meeting up or some shit, but it was just like, uh, yeah, it was way you guys, too chaotic. Like, you guys all took a nap. You guys all took a nap or something, and we were, we just wanted to go to the beach or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
well i had a flight to catch the next day and whatnot um but yeah dude and that was like moped spring break was interesting it was i still look back at it with a you know a smile on my face um and i was looking like you know what i take it back we didn't meet at moped spring break dude we met at the tampa rally because i just i put a collage yeah that checked out yeah yeah that checked out dude and that was like that was something that was like the best 30 mile ride i've ever done in my life because like it was it was still a fun time got to meet a ton of people um and we're talking about mopeds and talking about riding um we'll kind of jump like what was your this is such an abnormal podcast for me because like we kind of jump around no big deal but like i want to get to the Mm trans-american trail I want to get talking about yeah, that a little bit more because we're kind of late in the show. You get up early. I get up early. So like, yep, I totally, you talked about yeah. Tyler Christmas. You saw him doing it. And that was so fucking awesome. Like a lot of people were following Tyler that whole time and kind of cheering him on in their own way. Like, I think that is rad as fuck. Anybody who does that. Yeah. Um, I won't go on about it for too long. Um, no, dude. Go I, I talk want, about it. I do also want to talk about I want to talk about upcoming rally shit too because I, I want to get excited about what's coming up. But um the tat dude, I mean if you're thinking about doing it, just go do it. Is mm-hmm. is uh is really all I wanna to say to anybody. It was great. You just like get some good camping gear, make sure you like know how to use it, make sure it's functional, don't take too much shit and Get on your motorcycle and make sure it's a motorcycle you can work on. Make sure it's when you know how to like change the oil and um, definitely get really comfortable with like a set of tire spoons because that's going to come up. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jim. I mean, it's it's it was an incredible way to see the country, mm-hmm. um, and it was challenging in some other ways. I was alone for a lot of it. Yeah, um, and I mean, you, yeah, dude, that was that's what's amazing. The way you the way you did it and the way Tyler did it, both you guys kind of did it alone. A lot of it. Oh, Tyler, yeah, Tyler. As far as I know, was completely alone. I I met a couple people on the trail. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was blessed. I spent two days with this fellow named Justin. We had a fantastic time in uh, Moab, Utah, and um, I met this other kid. Uh, his name is escaping me right now. Um, yeah, he was he was also from Wisconsin. Uh, Will, his name was Will, really okay. good kid. He was like an Eagle Scout. He was a couple years younger than me, <laughs> and we spent like six days together, and that was like, that made the trip so much better. Like having just like a pal to like talk to, dude. Yeah. Because honestly, the first like two two and a half weeks of that trip, dude, I just didn't really get to like talk very much to like anybody. And it's that'll, weird, that'll isn't it? so weird it'll drive you a little crazy dude <laughs> um sure. what kind of, and like i know you, it's it's a dirt trail but like how fast were you able to go on that that's a good question um yeah dude it's like mostly dirt but honestly a lot of america is just like you know it's like it's fields that are bisected by these grids of like dirt roads i'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking specifically about like oklahoma um yeah, I guess that just like center part of the country before you really start getting into the mountains of like Colorado mm-hmm. and stuff. But even a lot of um, yeah, dude, a lot of like 
just straight dirt roads. Sometimes, Jim, I'd look down and I'd be going like 60 on, nice. a, on a dirt or a, or a gravel road. And it's almost like the faster you're going, like the more balance you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so as long as the road is like straight and uh, there's not too many like potholes and stuff, you get pretty comfortable on it, man. You, uh, you really start to fly. <laughs> yeah, I know um, this year on Baker's Dozen, we had to take a gravel road or two and like I got my gravel road riding abilities on mopeds has greatly improved. And like you and I had even kind of chatted while you were on the tack, like I was doing bakers and like, there was a moment in time yeah. we almost thought we were going to be able to intersect each other and meet up. But like, I know. that would have been so cool. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, like I said, dude, like <laughs> I think by the time we would have all met up with you, like, we all would have been haggard in our own ways. Like everybody's stressed at Baker's. You just trying to do your, <laughs> you just doing your thing. How long was the, your, the attack for you then? Um, I took three, let me think. I took 21 or 22 days to get from Tennessee to uh, the coast of Oregon. Dude, that's um, And that was making, that was making pretty good time. I think I was averaging like 220 to 240 miles a day. How was your Which back? It doesn't like, sound like much, but uh, you know, yeah, dirt roads. Yeah, it's, it's a very like... winding path too. Mm-hmm. How was your back for you? Did I... you have any type of back brace or anything like that? Wait, how did you know that I had back problems on the trip? Because like, <laughs> I had I had back problems on the on my trip, dude. Like, uh, I yeah. I didn't. I got smoked. <laughs> like my back was so. Um, I I had a couple bad crashes too, Jim. Oh no, and, dude. Um, yeah, I had like three notable crashes, and the last one was like, um, it was like, let me think. It was like, um, it was the morning of the day before I was supposed to get to my like end destination, which was actually San Jose, California, and um, I got smoked coming coming down from these mountains, um, like early in the morning, up uh, like north of of. Somewhere on the California coast, north of the bay, a couple hours, north of San mm-hmm. Francisco. And, you know, in the morning, you're, like, all excited. And you haven't had your coffee yet, so you're, like, a little groggy. And yep. that, that was always when I would crash. It was, like, early in the morning, because usually your campsite was, like, up in some mountains, right? So you're, like, taking these crazy, twisty, curvy roads that you don't really know. Uh, you're excited to just get it, you know, so you're probably going too fast. But anyway... Um, I ended up coming too hot into this, this turn. It was like a, a gentle left turn down, down a hill. And um, to my left was like the mountainside going up. And to my right was the mountainside, like just dr- dropping off into this yeah. valley. And um, I was taking like a gentle left turn. But like suddenly I was like in like fourth gear for like no good reason. Mm. Um, and I realized like how sharp the turn was because it was kind of blind, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I panicked and I, I downshifted twice. And um, the back wheel just like totally locked up. Yeah. Uh, and so I just went into like a slide. And, you know, you're in a slide. Really, really what you should do if, if you're able to not panic is uh, actually use your throttle to try to get out of it. Right. Like, oh. you know, lean a little bit in the direction you want to go and, and throttle out. That's why they say when in doubt, throttle out. But mm-hmm. um, you panic. And it was early and I didn't react quick enough. And, um, I, I, I was like, well, the last thing I can do is I can just kind of lay the bike down on my left side. 
and maybe like not go off this because there's no guardrails. You're like in the middle of nowhere in these mountains. Yeah. I was like, maybe I can lay the bike down on my left. And um, I I did. And then what happened to me, my body, is I actually got flung like over the motorcycle. Yeah. And off of the off of the fucking cliff. Oh. Like so, I got thrown off the side of the road. And I mean, I had no idea what was down there. So really, it was it was a, it was a case of dumb dumb luck <laughs> that um it was it was a lot of like scrub and brush and stuff and like little mm-hmm. uh saplings. So I flew over the bike and I I only went I scooted down this hill um maybe like twenty five feet and I I I stopped because all this brush and shit mm-hmm. and uh, I look up and I look up and my motorcycle is like it was like out of a movie it was like it was like halfway hanging over the side of the road. Like, oh lord almost about to like fall down you know in after me yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, you know i mean six inches is the difference between me being able to pick the bike up and keep going or like the bike being in this in this ditch yeah and me or like, coming down on not, top of you yeah yeah and not having cell service and um being like like dude i don't know like five or six miles from like the nearest house even mm-hmm. um, just a total nightmare. And the funny thing is, is the night before when I was riding up in the mountain, I had seen a, uh, someone's Volvo wagon like turned on its side oh, on wow. the side of the road. And it kind of shocked me. And then I remember after um, I, 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 was, I climbed out, picked up my bike, kept making my way down this mountain. I saw the Volvo again. And I was just like shuddering, you know, just thinking about like, what could have happened but um mm-hmm. that that was all to say that i i guess i fucked up my back pretty good when all that happened because by the end of the day i was like i was like having trouble walking even oh just, uh, pretty yep it's the way she goes bud yeah yeah dude no that sucks like no i was just wondering like your um rider fatigue on that trip um, yeah yeah because like yeah and it, it it compounds too like if you have a so my right your back's already hurting because you're riding for eight hours every day yeah in, in the case of you guys in bakers it may have even been longer than eight hours right uh some days it, it really depends like some of that okay. is uh misconstruing when you see like somebody with the 24 hours like that's yeah. because they had a time penalty like I think oh, the longest day we had were like nine hour days and some of the shorter days were like three hour days, three and a half hour days, but still like three and a half hours on a moped is still a lot of fucking riding on a moped. Oh my God. I can't imagine. Yeah. I did a, I did a, a couple, maybe one or two days, Jim, that was 12 hour days. Oh dude. That's a... simply because I had to catch a flight. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> off there, but um, I had to catch a flight and, San Jose. So every day I was kind of metering my trip and I had to get a certain amount done. So one day I think (laughs) I rode for 12 hours. I did like 360 something miles. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. If anyone's listening who's who's done the tat, they know that that's a shit ton of miles. Yeah, that's a shit. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I have so much respect for anybody who does the tat. Like, that is just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that's all I can say about that. Um, so what, 
other you said you had a few other crashes like were they just kind of just white washouts or like anything bad happened to you yeah i mean the one i described was the worst one Mm -hmm. um but the other ones were similar it was just me being careless in the morning basically Mm -hmm. um excited about getting on with the day you're excited about getting into a town so you can get your coffee so you can get your cell reception you know that Mm. that kind of thing just me being like naive and dumb (laughs) yeah yeah dude i (laughs) we never like on bakers this year like we only had one panic morning and that was at black sands resort which wasn't a resort it was a freaking campground and there was no black sands either yeah yeah um yeah. yeah dude that was that place was a trip like it ended up being like the owners were cool some of the patrons there, yeah, I'll just say I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut about some of those people. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, we had to eat. It was like we all we all went to the restaurant and we get there at nine and we didn't get our food till like 9.35, 9.40. And I'm like, I need yeah. to get a check right now. I need to get checked right now and like just pound food down and just go. And yeah, I know. I know that feeling. I know that feeling very well. <laughs> <laughs> just being totally exhausted and just like, give me some fucking food, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, dude. But I, I love, did that kind of wreck your writing a little bit that long distance writing? Cause it, it I, I shouldn't say wreck it. Did it change how you like to ride? Because now I don't get comfortable until 20 or 30 miles into a moped ride. Like that's, I just want to keep going now. You know, um, I don't know, dude, I really haven't been, I really haven't been on very much of a long ride. Um, since then, I, I honestly felt a little burnt out when I got home. I think a lot oh, of yeah. people experienced the same thing. They're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm good on that for a little while, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it's totally understandable, dude. And like, uh, looking back at my summer now, like, I didn't get a lot of riding done until like September again. Like, I'll be the first one to admit it. Like, I still loved it. I still enjoyed it. But like, I just like, okay, I can just like chill out and work on some stuff and like, just whatever. Like, I don't need to hit every Thursdays anymore. Like, just not like I enjoy the camaraderie and everything. But like, I add like it just changes it. Um, yeah. And you talk and you you brought up about like rallies coming this year, like and how you're looking for or forward to them. Or yeah, let's talk about moped. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. What what rallies? What rallies are you excited about? I mean, I don't really. My fingers off the pulse, Jim. So I need you to. I need you to fill me in. I know we got well. Coming up. Well, the thing about it is, dude. I feel because like i i don't want to say stuff i sh- i don't have any right to talk about like i may well, you got some secret intel no not secret not secret by any means but like there's a rumor that like there could be a rally happening in the south and like it was you know i want i want to hit a south southern rally in the spring like april because well, i was we'll be having ours we'll be having ours 
uh, spring or summer. So definitely keep your eyes out for that. Okay. I've heard rumors of the swoops possibly having one, and I think that'd be rad as hell. Like, Yeah, that would be so sick. Um, Hopefully Tyler would come home or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I love kind of, the Atlanta boys. I just want to say that on the podcast. Oh, the I love boys. the Atlanta boys too. Like we got to, I finally got to, and we didn't even talk that much. We kind of just got to hang out a little bit, um, in Cleveland and like, yeah, dude, super rad, super nice guys. Like, so much fun. yeah. Um, but see, I'm getting all jazzed up for bakers and this year it starts May, like May 31st and, uh, in the salt flats. So like I'm a little bummed out that I can't go to Kalamazoo because I would like to just, you know, I think the D de- I want to see what the decons can do. I, and I don't know if it's in Kalamazoo per se, but they're having something oh, so over. That's in, that's in May. The, yep, the Labor Day. They're do okay. they're trying to bring back. I gotta go to that. Yeah, I would recommend it to anybody. Like I think that's going to be a really fun time. Um, you know, I've heard talk of. Um, and I'll throw this under the bus cause I've been talking about forever. Like I heard talk of the casserolers, uh, the Minnesota club doing a rally up here yeah. and I'll recommend, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul riding. It, it checks out, dude. Like I think it's cool. some of the best riding in the country for mopeds, like between Shout out to Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shout out to Andrew Bates, my boy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, he's a good kid. <laughs> Yeah, he's awesome. I don't. I I've only hung out with him once, but we talk on the internet. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. No, Andrew's a really nice and sincere person. Yeah. Like, Let's I, just I lo- shout out our favorite moped people for the last <laughs> five minutes. One thing. One thing. Um, I. Yeah. Well, I guess I didn't really get to talk about it too much, but um, we've got so many good people. I mean, not so many, but I I I do I do just want to express some love for like my club and Mm -hmm. um the people i get to like ride and ranch and kick it with here in nashville we're not like the most active club but um i have the privilege of like living with joel who you know and love joel's good people him and him and his partner like they're both just sweet sincere lovely people i want to shout out joel because he uh he has he's like advanced like the most as far as like becoming like a really good mechanic um like a super competent mechanic on his moped over the last like you know since i've known him um mm-hmm. yeah and, and uh just all the boys dude i mean i i really hope we're um i really hope we're gonna be able to put a great rally on for you guys we got two rally bikes planned um don't really have a date yet but we do have a tentative venue and um awesome you guys you know, throw a hell of a rally and like the thing about like thank you I no, you guys I I enjoyed the camp situation we had. Um I got to hang out with some of my favorite people too. Like I got to park next it's to Benny Bo and Chelsea that whole weekend and I got to hang out with the oh. Nebraska boys and Kansas boys. So like yeah, dude, it was so yeah. fucking I was very happy there. Dude, that's great to hear, Jim. I didn't I didn't hear hardly <laughs> People only complain about one person who I'm not going to name. Uh, that's sort of an inside, inside joke for the daggers who might listen to this. But, um, dude, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to try to do it bigger and better um, this year, too. I think there's, like, a ton of hype around that rally for good reason. I mean, really, what makes the rally, though, is the people who come. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we, we had the venue, but, like, 
because we're in a great location, we just get like homies from all over because we're very central. Yeah. And um, we've got we've got two like really dope rally bikes uh, coming, and we're we're hoping that that's going to be like a big draw for for people too. And you um, know what? I'm gonna I'll pause this, and everybody's gonna hate me right now. Like, I absolutely loved what the Mosquito Fleet did for a rally, and all they did was, what was that? they sh- show up, show up, we'll feed you, oh. no raffle, no raffle bike. No entry fee. Really? You get a T-shirt, and, you, you like and we're that? gonna ride the fuck out of you. Okay, that's different. Yeah, it it is, and like, there's nothing like. And again, I'm not in the club, so clubs do whatever the heck you want. I'll show up if I can, and I'll enjoy myself because it's riding mopeds. It's riding mopeds with people I don't get to see every day, and let it's that'll make me happy. Like, yeah, I don't care. Like. The raffle bikes are just a little cherry on the top of a Sunday. It's going to be good no matter what. Yeah, it's it's good to bring in uh, to bring in business for sure. Mm-hmm. Having a sick raffle bike. So um, no, Joe definitely. And I, Joe and I are gonna Joe and I are building a very special raffle bike um, using some parts we got from the Cleveland homies. There's some there's some uh, Jawa parts going in that one. Hell yeah! And then the the other raffle bike is like top secret, but not secret. But if you've been if you've been on our Instagram at all, paying attention, you you know what it is already. I'm not gonna say it, uh, but um, there's there's been hints. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, and going back to rallies, I'm just looking at the calendar right now. Like, I would like to get out to Ann Arbor to support the Moped Brothers um, rally, just because like the Clark family is. They are good, wholesome, sweet, loving people. Like, and I, yeah. and plus, like, if they don't have a freaking nacho bar, I will complain because you can't say nacho average rally and not have a nacho bar. I'm, I'm just saying Wait, right now. Clark? Is that like, is that like Dylan Clark? Yep. James Clark? Yep. Okay. I don't, I've never, I don't think I've ever met those guys, but it's like, they're all over the moped pages and stuff. Yeah. They were at your rally. Like, I bought a set of wheels off, uh, Clark, the dad. Oh, God damn it! I, I he's been on my show and I forgot his goddamn name. Sorry, and I shouldn't say GD. Wait, for those guys. oh wait, it's a it's a father son type deal. It's a father and like two three boys. Dude, okay, I remember those boys. Yeah, they 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 ride like dirt bikes. They're super they're nice derbies. And, uh, they're derby people. Yeah, they but, but also they're like one of them's like a semi professional like dirt bike rider, and I know they uh they said they had like some land where they had like dirt bike jumps and shit and and i think their dad or like one of them kig welded this like really fantastic uh rack on the back of one of their e50s that was like super over the top but it was really beautiful yeah those guys were cool yeah so yeah and um i want to get out there definitely i i'm tentatively scheduled to go out to land squids rally the national rally i think i've got things set up so i can go out there Cool. Yeah, but no, you know, it's, I gotta, I gotta look at the calendar and start making some plans so that I can see you very soon. Well, I hope, I wish you would be able to make it up to building gather. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's like really soon though, right? Isn't that like... that's next? Not not this coming weekend, but the weekend after that. It's December eighth through the twelfth, I think. Man, yep. you never know. If like if someone from here wants to go, like last minute, I might even yeah. end up there actually. Because I've you never hit... been the 
hit Johnny up. The, nobody's ever been to yeah. this shop because this is the new one. Um, hit Johnny up. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I I I booked a room with an extra bed. People can. I want my bed. Ooh, I don't give a shit how many people okay. sleep in the extra bed though. Like you can twenty deep in that thing. I don't care. I just want my bed, and you can the floor. You can have a floor. Um. All right. You guys heard it here first. We're gonna. <laughs> throw down in, in Kim's hotel room <laughs> and um sure why not yeah try to find me <laughs> great you stand at the Hilton or what uh I honestly don't know anymore I'm probably I'm there's like it's Kalamazoo dude there can't be that many hotels I'm not putting yeah, my fucking hotel out Sean is what I'm saying um but get a hold of me we can I'll I'll get some extra keys whatever Yeah, Are you right, there, Sean? Tim. Okay, I, I thought I thought yeah. you broke up on so me. Here. No, I think I might be just about tapped out. I, okay, I'm, I'm glad we got to cover. Uh, glad we got to cover everything we did. Of course, there's always a million more stories we could tell, but um, we'll that we probably that shouldn't tell. That. that too, but we'll save <laughs> that for when we get to see each other in person. Hell yeah, dude! Um, I can't thank you enough for coming on uh, Second Hand Smoke Pit Podcast, no, thank, Sean. Thank um, you, thank you, dude. I, I really appreciate that you're doing this and i wanted to say also jim before we go is uh i think what's cool about your pod also is um like 20 years from now like to have all these um little time capsules of like you know just all the silly shit we've yeah. done uh can't wait can't wait to listen back on uh these pods in the future and just one thank you very you much john because that yeah. uh makes me feel very i'm flattered and i I just started this because I was bored. I was bored during COVID and I felt kind of isolated from everyone and everything. And I thought this would be a way for me to feel connected again. And the positive response I've gotten from people over the years of doing this, like, and Noah, you just did, you made me kind of recommit to this. Cause like, I'm getting to the point now where I'm kind of dragging my feet, believe it or not. Like, uh, when when can I be done? I know that. I know. Yeah. But like, pretty soon there's gonna be there's gonna be nobody left to interview. Oh, see, that's what I think. And then like, next thing I know, I got like two months booked, and I'm like, fucking, yeah. <laughs> you Everybody know, everybody wants to be on the pod. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but no, dude, that'd be rad to see some of you guys up at Kalamazoo. I know there's gonna be fun shenanigans going on. There's gonna be fun. Just it's gonna be it's gonna be rad. It's gonna be rad. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it's gonna be a great party. Yeah, yeah, and and possibly some mopeds get powder coated. You know, we'll see what happens. Um, it's don't forget that party, and if, if if some moped work gets done, uh, that's cool too. <laughs> Heck yeah! Uh, do you want to give everybody um, the Dagger's Moped Club Instagram just so they can follow? Yeah, you know, it's probably just Dagger's Moped Club. I don't think there's a the. Okay. Um. Or you can also you can find Joe's Instagram too because Joe's really like the ringleader of this six uh, six circus. Um, <laughs> he's under Team Joe. Yep. On Instagram, a lot of moped content there. Um, yeah, hit us hit us with a follow, uh, smash that like button, subscribe, <laughs> hit the bell. You know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, Sean, I can't thank you enough for coming on and getting to know your story just a little bit more. Um, I can't thank everybody enough for 
listen to Second Chance Moped Podcast. And Sean, don't forget my guy, mopeds are dumb. Yeah. All right, Jim. Thank All you right. so much, dude. Um, look forward to seeing you soon, buddy. Okay. Okay.